My guest today is a comedian who hails from Wichita, Kansas. She is the mother of four children, co-author of the Harry Potter book series, and founder of The Art of Comedy, a nonprofit organization that aids in trauma recovery and troubled youths. Welcome, Helen. Hello. Um, Harry Potter? What? Yeah, maybe that's just the research that I got. Yeah, I'll double check that, but... We are back. Hello and welcome. Welcome back to Comedian Ordinaire, the world's most okay podcast. Every time I start recording this, my dog leaves the room. It's like she's only she's only willing to be with me for as long as I'm not talking to myself, um, which I, I guess I don't blame her, but it's not like I leave the room every time she licks herself. I feel like this is the human equivalent of licking myself, and it's making her uncomfortable. But it's like, now you know what I feel like. Welcome back to Comedian Ordinaire. Uh, I'm very excited to have another comedian back on the podcast. I don't know how long it's been. It's definitely been since pre-pan or maybe sometime like towards the beginning. Um, And this one, again, was recorded over Zoom. The audio quality will get better, but I'm working with what I got. You need to stay on your craft, I guess, if you wish to get better. And I think adapting is one way that I'm getting better. So hopefully it's not the worst thing in the world. If it is, all right, turn it off. Go listen to something else. 90% of podcasts are all being done over Zoom now. Um, if you would like to support it, you can go ahead and tell a friend. Um, and if you need a friend, there are more ways than ever to find friends now. Uh, I made a friend at Home Depot. Maybe you want to go to Lowe's. You can go literally to any place. And as long as you have a thing in common, that person can be your friend. And once you make that connection, tell them about the podcast. I think the best way to spread it is through word of mouth. Uh, they're telling us that the worst way to spread something or I guess the most feasible way of spreading something is through your mouth. So why not with speech as well? Um, And if they can't understand you, talk louder through the mask. I would appreciate that. Um, Today's guest, Helen Riker. Uh, Helen Riker is a comedian out of Wichita, Kansas. We get really into it. um, And I guess you can kind of hear some of the excitement I have about interviewing another comedian again. Uh, You'll hear me bomb a joke immediately in the intro, just messing around. Did not think you actually uh, did that thing that I said. Anyways, I I don't want to ruin that, but man, you know, we're all a little bit rusty. And uh, it feels good to be shaking the first layer of that rust off now. Who knows what things are going to be like in a couple of months. So we're just working with what we got. Um, Huge shout out to Helen um, for really just not being afraid to answer things and getting personal. Um, I really do appreciate that. That's the reason I even started this. I just want to know comedians on a deeper level, and I hope that this podcast has been doing that. Um, I don't know what else really to say in front of this one again, but uh, anyways, without further ado... I hate Harry Potter. (laughs) Um, No, I don't like Harry Potter at all. No. Mother, Mother of four. 
I, I, I have demanded that if I die in a newsworthy event that mm. I am listed as comedian first. A little bit about me, I'm a mother of four. As a mother of four, I think that makes me uniquely qualified to tell people that don't want to have kids, good couple. <laughs> don't do it. Like, two out of ten, I'm not recommend. No, it's not that it's all bad. Like, you know, being a parent's pretty great. But uh, it's just that when those bad things happen, you better really want those kids. <laughs> Something. Like when your seven-year-old Googles naked girls. Now, I wasn't prepared for him to do this. I thought I had a few more years before he became disgusting. I didn't know what to do. There was no father in the home. I didn't know how to handle it, you know? So I just like freaked out, panicked. I sat him down and said, you know, a lot of those women, you know, they're on drugs, they've been abused. They're just not happy to be doing that. And he said, well, they look pretty happy in the videos. <laughs> videos? I thought you were just looking at pictures. So I just walked out of the room, changed the password on the computer, and just never talked about it again. That's That was fun. You know, which is like a felony. Like, they were cracking down on kids for this. And I tried to tell him that, but he didn't listen. He just kept sending them. And then one day, I found his phone laying in my bathroom. Now, you have to understand, my sons have their own bathroom to be disgusting in. So at first, I was mad that he was even in my bathroom. But I was like, this is a good opportunity to see what he's been up to. And I opened up his phone, and bam, picture of his dick right there. And that was just a wash with the emotion. Like, I was angry that he was in my bathroom, that he was taking a picture of his dick. But also, I was like... That's, that's my boy. <laughs> yeah, comedian dies in car crash, you know. With four kids. Well, my kids are grown. They wouldn't probably all be in the car with me. But okay. I'm just saying, like, I don't want to be mom of four dies in it. Because that's where they're going to want to go. Because, oh, she was a mom of four. Right. But that doesn't really explain how funny you are. No, and, no. you know, comedy is harder than raising children. Yeah, that's what I've been telling people since I started doing open mics. Yeah. Um, it's nice to finally, I guess, meet you. Is this what meeting people is now? It, it is. Yeah. Um, at the moment, unfortunately. But I've met some really cool people doing my podcast. Right. Um, yeah, from all nice. over the country. Dope. Amazing. Uh, yeah, we will get into all of that. Amazing women. Some pretty cool. Nice. Um, all right, I'm just going to give you a quick intro. Please let me know if I get anything wrong. This is all research I've just put together. Um, I accidentally got too high. Mm -hmm. I just started getting into dabbing because, you know, it escalated uh, to dabbing. <laughs> And uh, I dabbed a little too much. All right. Well, we'll be all right. Yeah, you got you got a bunch of water. Just chug that. You can go get a refill if you want. I just want to make. I don't want to chug it too fast and then choke on it. Mmm. So. Okay. <laughs> anyway. All right. Um, well, I guess. How have you been handling everything? How is all of this going for you? Man, um, I am. I bought a bus. You bought a bus. Yeah. It's been a crazy two months. Um, oh, my goodness. No, comedy got canceled. And right. then me and the dude that I've been dating for a couple months, which had like two months, which was the longest I've dated somebody in a long time. 
Nice. <laughs> and it seemed to be going pretty well. And then uh, we broke up in like a blaze of fire, anger, and glory. Mm. Um, and then I, I'd gotten a job at that in between all that, and then I got fired. So all that happened in like the first three weeks. Whoa. Of like March into April. And so, yeah, I had like a kind of a, a little bit of a breakdown there. Um, <laughs> but then uh, I'm good now. Um, so I bought a bus. Right. So my current plan is I'm going to go back to Wichita and I'm going to fix the bus up at my friend's house where I can park it and do that and teach my youngest child how to drive since nobody else seems to be able to do so. Uh, hmm. They're 18 now. They just graduated high school. Nice. And uh, then I'm going to see what's up. Like, what's up, Denver? Are we yeah. Back? Are we back? No? Okay. Well, I guess I'm going to go chill at the lake in uh, by Lincoln, Nebraska then. Uh, nice. I'll check back in in a couple weeks. You're teaching the kids how to drive with the bus? No. With my car. With the I'm car. Gonna, I'm going to teach them how to drive with my car, then I'm giving them the car. Gotcha. It's just like an 01 Kia Rio. It's not like a family, Okay. But. No, no, that's good. Uh, I mean, what's it like being a mother during a pandemic? Is that especially um, hard or? Well, you know, it would be if they were young. Uh-huh. I could see the benefits, but the, the other day I was thinking how nice it would be to be taking care of small children right now because they just keep. They just keep you so busy, you know, just, oh, like crazy. just feeding them and then cleaning up from feeding them three times a day and a snack is, you know, mm -hmm. four hours probably a day just to feed them. And then you got to bathe them and, and, you know, love them, teach them stuff. There's like so much. Right. So busy, <laughs> but they're all grown. Um, I, when I was panicking and stuff and trying to decide if I should go back to Wichita I was like, what if everything gets shut down and I can't travel back to Wichita? I need to be back there where my kids are. My mother is. Mm -hmm. But I called my kids and my younger daughter, she's 21. Mm -hmm. She was like, no, mom, just, uh, you know, do whatever you want to do. You know, whatever makes you happy. I, you know, it's, I'm fine. I don't need you to come back. It, whatever you want to do. And then my middle, the next one, he's 19 was just like kind of the same thing, but you could tell that he really wanted me to come back. Like he was like, no mom, you, you do what you need to do for you, mom. You know? <laughs> That's so and, sweet. Yeah. And then my baby who's 18, I texted or no, I called and they rejected my phone call mm -hmm. and then text what W A T love that. No H no H don't have time. And I was like, never mind. I have all the information I need from you. <laughs> and I was like, fuck these kids. Yeah. <laughs> like that one in particular. I was just like, they're right. I'm going to do what I want to do. My right. mom was like, you know, you know, Helen, they wouldn't do it for you. They wouldn't come out there or mm. leave their significant others or do any. They would not do that for you. So you just do what you need to do, baby girl. Shout out to the kids. I know. How did the kids feel about stand-up comedy? Have they ever seen you perform? Or yeah. They, yeah? They've seen the shows. They've watched me on videos. 
Uh, my 21-year-old, she's been to been the most involved, I would say, um, in coming to shows. Um, in fact, for a while there, it was like the only time I saw her is if she came to a show. Hmm. Um, but she'd always bring friends or whatever latest boyfriend she had or, you know, nice. she'd bring people. And she came with me when she was 17. She was a junior. We came to Denver to visit. Mm -hmm. And she came, she went to nine open mics in seven days Whoa! with me Nice. and, and sat through all of it and loved all of it. And then she uh, helped me with one of my jokes because there was a part where I was just going up too high in an octave. Really? I couldn't understand the words I was saying. Uh-huh. I was saying, I don't even need to get a text back. And I was saying, but I was going like text. I was going too high. Whoa. She, I don't know what you're, I can't understand what you're saying. And so she helped me with a joke. And then I was like, you should try comedy. And she's like, no, 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 no. And then she told me um, this last time I went to Wichita for a couple of weeks, like over Mother's Day and stuff. And uh, she told me that she started writing some material. Whoa. So, yeah. Nice. Okay. Guess it runs in the blood. Is that yeah. the only funny kid or? <laughs> um, my youngest is really funny, but so goofy. They, uh -huh. be, you know, they'd be better in like, you know, improv. Okay. They'd probably be much better at improv. Uh, yeah. They nice. like the, they like the theater and things like that. How long have you actually been doing stand up comedy? Four years. Four years. So four years. March. 16th the day that comedy denver comedy got shut oh nice that was the last day i worked actually march 16th shout the out to march show, the last show i did was march 14th damn i mean i it was a good show at least it wasn't like my favorite show ever but it was right it was yeah it must have been really tense though that last week when things were kind of still happening no, because it was in loveland and they ah, okay get the shit right yeah <laughs> there's no internet know. in loveland I don't watch the news. I didn't even really know it was that. I honestly did not know it was that bad until like a I week know. before. Yeah. I was not paying attention mm -hmm. because I had like, because of all the political shit, I stopped paying attention to the news because I just couldn't fucking deal. You're right. And so, um, yeah, I really didn't, I didn't know how bad it was until like two weeks before things got shut down. Until everything happened. Um, like, what's your biggest distraction? Like, what are you, like, doing most during this stay-at-home time? Uh, or are you just, like, all busy? Like, do you like to focus? I mean, what's the thing that's taking the most time for you? You know, I got the nonprofit going. Yeah, the art of comedy. Yeah. Yeah, um, how is that? It's, you know, it's I've gotten it as, as far as I can get it at this point without being able to you know do anything um i mean i could find a student and there are online classes at voodoo mm -hmm. and i could send them through an online the online classes instead of in person but um it's just you know i mean that's just not the dream but you know it's fine because uh, mm -hmm. a big part of a big part of it I mean, I guess you can find it. Okay. The, a big part of it is not just them doing uh, classes to work as like a therapy method. 
it's it's that afterwards they have a group of people that they then can build a community of people mm, with because right. that's an important factor in the success you know of what i'm trying to do here and mm -hmm. um yeah so I, I mean i guess you can i know i have some friends that just love the online mics and stuff and how they can hit three or four in a day and um go to ones that are in all over you know from all over and have people at their mics that are from all over and right and i'm just like no and i have you done one of them have you done it online have, i've done i've done it twice but only because the host is one of my very best friends okay i know she'll get me up in like uh -huh. the first five people and i can get in there and get the fuck out and gotcha. i mainly do it just to see my buddy brooke um nice I miss her face. Right. <sighs> What's it like though performing? Like, uh, do you wait for a delayed laugh? Is there something off with the timing, or is it just you know comedy as usual? You know, for me, I just um, start talking about some shit I've been thinking about, mm -hmm. and see what comes out of my mouth. I don't. Okay. I don't. There are people on there that are doing their actual bits because um, there's people. I mean, there's people I know on there and I know right. they're, when they're doing a bit and when they're just talking. Um, I did 20 minutes on Billy Joe's show. Nice. Um, and I ended up going into the material by, I mean, I just, right. I, I just started talking about some stuff and then it led into the material and then. Nice. I, that's fun. I did some kid jokes. Right. How do your kids feel about them? Do they like them? Do they know who the joke is about? They know, yeah. They know, they know for sure. Like when you say this is like my least favorite kid, they know exactly who you're talking I don't about. Have the, well, they do know. If I were to say that, everyone would know <laughs> who my least favorite child is. Um, yeah. But I love them all the same. Okay. I just really don't like one of them. Ah. Uh -huh. And it's mutual. You know, <laughs> it's mutual. It happens. Um, you know, it's my oldest. She's 23. Mm. She's in Reno now with her now husband. So that's fine. Shout out to them. No. No, okay. <laughs> yeah. um, so you've been doing comedy four years. What was the first time like? Why did you even want to go up to start with? I, um, well, kind of. I was at the lowest point of my life ever. Hmm. Um, me and that, my oldest daughter had had our first real big falling out. Okay. A falling out that I didn't talk to her for two years after. Uh -huh. um, so it was a big thing. And then I was with this dude and I knew it wasn't going to work out. And my brother had started comedy like six months before me. Okay. And I was like, you know, when me and this guy break up, because it's going to happen, I'm going to come hang out with you and your comedian friends, because you guys seem fun. I mean, it'll be a nice distraction from my sadness. Yeah. And uh, he was like, that's fine. Just don't fuck any of my friends. <laughs> and I was like, why would I want to fuck any of those guys? Right. Helen. I'm serious. These are my friends. This is my comedy. Mm. Don't start fucking everybody. 
and fuck this up, you know? And I was like, okay, fine, I won't fuck any of them, Jesus. <laughs> but uh, it turns out I didn't want to fuck any of them anyway, so it wasn't really a problem. There you no, go. but then, so I, uh, I didn't tell anybody I was going up, and I went up at the mic that's at the comedy club there, mm-hmm. and um, which is like the biggest mic, you know, of Wichita. Okay. And then there happened to be the, like, previous winner of Wichita's Funniest Person, uh, Janet. can't remember her last name. Um, she was there with, like, 30 of her friends, like a bunch of older, like, lesbians. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, so there was quite a bit of people there for a, a mic. Uh, the, and, and most of them were audience members, audience members who were just going to love me, you know. Uh-huh. So I didn't really tell anybody I was going to go up. That happened to be when I got, I signed up. By then it was too late. I'd already signed up. Um, and so, yeah, I just, I just, I had typed out my jokes word for word in 12 yep. times New Roman yep. with actions and everything. Nice. And then I um, printed it out. I took it up there. only got through maybe half of it. Okay. It was so good. Why did you only go through half of it? This is a lot of material. <laughs> okay, you just typed too much. How much time did you do? Oh, I went over too. I don't know, almost six, and I was just, I just kept going. I didn't really, I didn't see the light the first oh, time. Yeah. I have a video. I don't think I have it public. Yeah, yeah that one it's might be just for you. Movie. Yeah, I have it. I share it with, I share it with new comedians. Uh huh. Um, that I like you know, who I've started talking to about it or they get advice from me. I have like comedy children. Anyway, I share it with them. Uh-huh. Um, just to be like, well, here's where I started. Wow. And it went well, you said? Like mm-hmm. you got a bunch of laughs. You weren't nervous or anything? Oh, I was terrified. Sure, yeah. Um yeah, I yeah, I was abs- I always had really bad stage fright. I was terrified. But they were just stories that I had for the most part just always told outside at the bar while smoking a cigarette. Just, mm-hmm. they were just stories about my life. Oh, one of them was my, my first joke that I ever wrote was about the guy that I broke up with. And it was about him. Um, we broke up 13 days before I went up. Okay. And so the joke was that I was happy to announce that I'm 13 days alcoholic free. <laughs> nice. Um, and then I did a list of things. I need to work that joke back in somewhere. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And then when I would tell that joke as I worked on it, I would, I would, it was accurate every time I told it. Right. So I could, I would be like 36 days alcohol. Like it had to be accurate. I would literally count it. Oh, wow. But then I was like, I don't want to keep remembering how many days it's been since I broke up with that. Yeah, moment. seriously. So I just trashed the whole joke. I was like, I don't even want to think about it anymore. Um, but the other joke I still use, which is about, it's basically how his penis didn't work, essentially. <laughs> child dysfunction <laughs> that he had when he was only, he's only like 30. Oh, man. Nice. Why do you, so it sort of I, sounds like, like well, your first time going up is like kind of why you started this nonprofit organization because like yes. you were dealing with trauma yes. and then this sort of helped you through it and you want to do that for other people. Is that fair to say? That is exactly fair to say because when I came off the stage, mm-hmm. 
I was just transformed. Like my whole life, I felt like there was something I was supposed to be doing Hmm. that I wasn't doing. And I thought being a mom and a wife was it. And then that wasn't it. I mean, I love my kids and I wouldn't do, I mean, I, I'd probably be dead if I hadn't had children, but (laughs) I'd have partied way too much in the nineties. But, um, but no, you know, but that wasn't enough. And then they grew up and they don't need me anymore. And now what, now what do I have? Um, right. Cause your job as a parent's to work yourself out of a job. And I did that. <laughs> they don't need me anymore. So you're um, a great parent. I'm a, I'm a good, I got an 85. Okay. Three out of four are, are A's. Uh, the other one, my oldest, she's still a self-sufficient, uh, responsible adult. She's just, okay a real asshole. (laughs) So, uh, you know, she, so I, I have an 85, you know, I got a nice B plus. That's not bad. Not bad. No good ratio. Doing most of it on my own with the youngest two. Yeah. That's not easy, but your kids got to give you a lot of material now, right? Or do you get most of your material from your own personal life? No, my kids are like half my solid, solid material. Yeah. yeah. I, I can pull out my kid jokes anywhere. Um, for the most part, they, I did them for a group of, you know, 20 something people, uh, and they didn't do as well. They still thought they were funny, but yeah, they're like my, like when I walk into a room and I can't read the crowd or I'm not sure, Mm. um, I'm like kid jokes. It is. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. I guess everybody kind of relates. Even like if you don't have kids, you can make fun of kids because Mm-hmm. Just fun to trash. There's so much fun. Yeah, uh, I trash them. I trash myself as a mother. Yeah, yeah. It's all not. I mean, it's not that it's not true, but. So why did you come to Denver specifically? If you started over in Wichita, I know the scenes are probably different, but why did you pick Denver specifically? Um. Well, I loved Denver. Anyway, I lived uh-huh. here from 2013 to 2015. Then I had to go back because of the fucking kids. Nice. Uh, I couldn't afford it. I moved out here with somebody and then uh, we split up and it was just too expensive. So I went back home, but I always wanted to come back. Mm. I was just like, I, I was waiting until 2020 until my youngest kid graduated high school. I was like, I'm out, I'm out. And then um, I started comedy shortly after going back. And then uh-huh. I was like, I've got to get to Denver as fast as possible. But um so I just loved Denver. And then my brother brought, took me to high Plains in 2014. Nice. And, um, I got to see a lot of the local comedians and he was, he, my brother's always been super into comedy. Okay. I was a sheep. I really liked Dane cook and I didn't nice. like Mitch Hedberg. You didn't like him. I didn't, but then wow. I started comedy and now that's switched. Okay. Like, okay. Like I understand, but my now brother was like a comedy nerd, you know what I mean? And so, right. he, but there was all these local Denver comedians that he knew or knew of somehow. And, you know, we're meeting them and I'm like, they're so funny. And I saw Christy Bukley and Sam nice. Talent and nice. um, Chris Charpentier, the whole fine young gents at the deer pile. My brother took me there when he was here. Um, that was all before comedy and I had no inkling that I would do comedy, but I was like, Oh, that's a really cool scene. Mm -hmm. So then when I started comedy, 
I was doing pretty well. I mean, I was just so much funnier than most of the comedians in Wichita. Okay. More than a handful of us. There was only like 25 and maybe six or seven of us were actually funny. And so I was like, but am I really funny or am I just funny? Cause I'm in Wichita. Like what but this bar's pretty right. Low. Are you the funniest person in Wichita or are you actually funny? Or am I actually funny? Right. I was the funniest person in Wichita, but I don't okay. know <laughs> say that. I'm just saying I was in the top, I was, I was in the top five, but anyway, which five of 25. So who gives a shit? Like I did, I graduated fifth in my, out of high school, my high school class. Nice. But there were only 25 of us. Oh, God damn. <laughs> oh, and then, so like, I have a video of my first mic I did here too. Uh-huh. Um, and it was like 34 days into doing comedy. After the first time I did comedy, I came out to Denver to see if I was really funny or not. Um, because before I, because I knew how much I loved it and how good it made me feel. But before I was going to allow it to take over my life, and become mm. addicted to it. Like mm -hmm. I saw some of the people in Wichita that are, that will never go anywhere. Um, right. I, wanna be, I don't want to talk shit on Wichita comedy because my brother begged me not to. But <laughs> I'm just saying like, I don't want to be stuck. I don't want to be Wichita famous. Like that would be. Yeah, it has like an asterisk next to it. Yeah, it's just not something I want. And so, and I hate Wichita and I love Denver anyway. Um, but I came out and I did really well. I mean, I I won one of the mics and nice. um, Kira can't remember how or her last name. You know what I'm talking about? She was um, it starts with an M. Why can't yes. I think of it? I don't know. Okay, names, but you know who I'm talking about. We're awful. I know exactly who you're talking about. She's fantastic. Yes, and she was hosting, so she's the one I won, and so that was like some huge validation because I thought she's so funny. You know. Yeah. And just, I was a huge validation for me. And I was like, all right, let's do this. And then I just fucking, fucking went headlong in and just. Are you better than your brother now? Mm. I'm not going to say I'm better than my brother, but my brother does not have. But he's worse than you. No. If he were, if, 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 if my brother were in a place in his life where he could just completely devote his life to comedy mm -hmm. and move to Denver and, and, and be single and not have to worry about any of that shit, he could definitely be just as funny as I am. Uh huh. So it's not that he, you know what I mean? It's just that he yeah. just got married. He's 11 years younger than me. He's just, he hasn't even had, a, I already had my life. Yeah. You know, he just got married and they're going to want to buy a house and have a baby. They can't do that here. Um, mm. You know, so, but I love Denver comedy. Um, I came out here as much as humanly possible for almost four years, three years. And now you're here to stay. I'm here to stay. I got to go get my bus together. <laughs> right, 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 right. I'll be back. But if there's no comedy in Denver, I don't have a lot else here. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I have friends here, I guess, but you know, you gotta have, have comedy though. Yeah. You need it. I kind of get that. It's been months since I've or, gone up or, you know, my Wichita, I hate Wichita, but at least it has my kids and my mother and my brother and everybody. Right. Um, uh, and 
you know, Lincoln, Omaha, I have a couple really close friends there. Um, and you'd be top five funniest people there already. So I'm sort not, of, I'm not doing comedy in Omaha. No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Don't rule it out yet. Um, we There's talked a, of- a little bit about like specific jokes that you had that you remember. Um, I get like one thing I hear a lot is when one comedian says to another, I wish I would have thought of that. That's like the best compliment a comedian can give another comedian. Is there any joke that you wish you would have thought of? Like, have you heard any other comedians jokes that you're like, ah, I wish that one was mine. Mm-mm. Nothing. Mm-mm. No Mitch Hedberg jokes. No, I mean, I wish that I had certain more qualities of the like i wish i was more like sam talent with his ability to just be off the wall and and goofy and and fearless in that way you know and you know janae burris is the same way or christy Buckley. so i really like the commitment they have when they're on stage and the act outs that they do and michael isaacs man Mm -hmm. right killers i could just get like 10 percent of that kind of energy on stage i'd be happy um, you know, so I admire things like that in other comedians, but I don't wish I ha- had what they had or something. I don't, I don't know. I just don't think like that. No jokes that you wish you would have thought of. No, I mean, the thing about my jokes is like, they're so like personal. How could someone else think of a joke? Uh huh. That's fair. Uh, I mean, that being said, what do you think is your best joke or your favorite joke that you've come up with? Oh man, that's like, that's harder than picking a favorite child. Um, Mm -hmm. There's a couple newer ones that I was working on. One of them sounds racist if taken out of context. (laughs) Cause I'm talking about how I, I haven't really figured out how to get into it very well. Cause it's very important Uh to the joke that you know that the man was Hispanic. Because I say now I'm all about building that wall. (laughs) <laughs> around my vagina <laughs> that's right no more tourist visas um and then i have a joke about dating being like looking for, trying to buy a house okay that every time i tell it there's always a realtor in the crowd and they come up to me and they're like oh my god me and my realtor friends thought that was that's so beautiful fun. that's one of the best feelings in the world though and I was like, I wonder how much other material I can write specifically for realtors and then do realtor things, you know? Yeah, you could be a realtor comedy. Oh, yeah. I, I was in that world, not realtor, but, you know, like accounting and business. I was an HR manager when I started comedy. <laughs> nice. I quit that job because my one of my employees, I didn't have enough empathy, I apparently, with her and mm. her money as I... And so my boss came in because uh, apparently I made her cry and told me that I needed to have more empathy. And I was like, Brian, I don't got any empathy left for her. Okay. And I kind of like snapped at him in a way that I'd never talked to him like that before. And like Whoa. the two years I was there and he just went like, what? And said, okay. And he walked out of the office probably before he said something stupid. And then I let some time pass and I calmed down. I went into his office and I was like, look, Brian, here's the thing. Fucking hate this job. Okay. 
I fucking hate it. And when I'm not here, all I think about is how I have to come back here. And I don't want to be here. I said, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be in this city. And I don't want to be in this job. You know what I want to do? I want to be a comedian. And he nice. was just like, okay, well, I can, I could see that. <sighs> I, I can definitely, I can definitely see that. Uh, why don't you take the weekend and think about it? Cause this is like a Friday afternoon. Whoa. And you, you know, you come back to me on Monday, but you know, you really, really think about it here. You know, like, and I was like, all right. And I came back Monday and I was like, yeah, no, I don't want to be here. <laughs> I can't do this job. It's, it's sucking the life out of me. And I, I, I can't be a comedian with a job like this. It's going to suck the life out of me. I don't have anything left to give comedy. Did you get any material from that job though? Did it help shape any parts of your act? Nothing like that? No, I've tried to write some jokes about work, but they're so boring. Uh -huh. um, I would need to know if I saw a payday. Like if a realtor people booked me for a show or a convention or something in two, three months, mm -hmm. um, and I was going to do 20 minutes, I would rise to the challenge of figuring out how to do 20 minutes of jokes that realtors like. Um, but without that, payoff i don't you know no motivation well yeah i mean if i'm gonna sell out there has to be something to you know yep yep i get that back for um uh -huh. that's just not how my natural i don't naturally just write material like that the house thing was by accident yeah writing a funny joke making fun of this guy i dated and talking about i'm not having a brain and having a black heart so it's a good um, joke it's one of my favorites though thanks Thanks, Brian. <laughs> Shout out to Brian. Uh, do you have like a favorite street joke or like joke joke somewhere that you've heard? Like a classic two priest okay. walk into a bar or oh, something yeah. like that? I'll tell you my dad's, my dad's favorite joke. Uh-huh. I don't have any jokes about my dad. I do have a joke that my dad like to tell. Uh, first, you have to understand that we are a roofing family. That was kind of family business. So you used to like to say, how many elephants does it take to shingle a roof? Depends on how thin you slice them. As you can tell, my brother and I got our sense of humor from our mother. Oh. <laughs> Classic. I come from roofers. Okay. A lot of roofing jokes. A lot of dad roofing jokes. As long as you live under this roof, you have to laugh at those jokes. Oh. No. <laughs> no, I get my I get my comedy from my family. Yeah, my brother's funny. My you know my mom's pretty funny. My Riker side likes to think I get it from them, but mm -hmm. my dad was not very funny. I mean, I loved him, but like their side of the family is very hacky, dad jokey. You know. Right. Their dad was funny. My grandfather used to, uh, not dirty jokes. I wish I could remember some of the jokes. They were just kind of a little off color. You know, they're a little blue. They were, you know, they're a little bad. Something you shouldn't be telling, you know, 10 year olds. But like build the wall jokes. Yeah. And he'd be like, kids, come here. And he'd tell us a joke when grandma. Oh, yeah. I love that. And uh, yeah. So he was, he was a prankster. He was funny. But yeah, I think I get it from my mother's side. 
Do you keep uh, like recent notes or thoughts anywhere in your phone of like, oh, this could be funny? Do you like keep yeah. a list of anything? I have stuff on my phone. I have so much on my phone. Like, I mean, if you don't mind, what are like the three most recent things that you decided, oh, this is worth writing down. I don't want to forget that. Shit, dude. Uh, this was a Facebook post. Um, I didn't use to return the cart. Then in high school, I went out with a boy I really liked. And we went to the grocery store. When I left the cart next to the car, he asked why I wasn't returning it. And I said, because that's what they're paid for. And he ended the date. He worked there. He was the cart guy. <laughs> he actually went kind of off on me. He wasn't yelling or anything, but he was like, you know that. And he just, you know, rightly so. Sure. I was, what an asshole I was when I was 18. This was you put the carts back now, though, don't you? Yes. Okay, you must. This was 1995, man. Okay. Uh -huh. I hadn't had kids yet. I didn't know what I was doing with my life. Great year. Mm. 94 to 95 was the best year. <laughs> oh, man. I miss it so much. What um, else do you got? Oh, God. This other one's really long. It's a story I wrote and submitted to Westish News. I swear mm -hmm. to God, these are the last two things I really wrote. Sure, sure. I wasn't trying to get this on this podcast. This happens to be the next note. Okay, okay. Seriously, I'm not trying. Like, I understand Westus News just wanted the headline. I get why it was rejected. I, I'm, I'm fine. I'm not trying to just like, I did post it on Facebook because I think it's funny. And I wrote it. I almost wrecked my car three times writing this. Whoa. Because I had to get it, the thoughts into my phone before I lost them. You have to, right. So this is, it's a little long. So the, I don't need to do three. This will, yeah. Okay. Three, right? Yeah, so, yeah. You could end with this one. Definitely. Um, <clears throat> the headline was Denver resident who refused to wear mask because he's a man tested positive for COVID-19. Mm -hmm. Not a water. Here's something. <laughs> Sorry. Denver resident Chad Rogan vehemently refused to wear a mask due to the possible damage of his fragile manhood. Last week, Rogan posted on social media, look, I'm a man. Men are stronger. That's just science. I'm not wearing a mask like some sort of lady. Hashtag rather die a man. <clears throat> Excuse me. When challenged in the comments about the safety of others, Rogan blamed all his and the country's problems on the radical leftist liberal gay feminist agenda concluding with, I'm aware of the risk, I just don't care. Rogan says of his positive COVID-19 test results, I'm going to beat this, real men can't be taken out by a little virus. Update, Chad Rogan passed away today due to the COVID-19 complications. His mother, Karen Rogan, posted on his Facebook book, look, I know Chad was an awful human being, I did the best I could. At the end of the day, your children are who they are. We should all be grateful that his insufferable masculinity made him impossible to be around, so the exposure to the public was minimum. The family has donated his body to science because no one is willing to pay for a funeral. I don't, that's not, I just accidentally deleted a word. No one is willing to pay for a funeral. They are hoping there is a brain abnormality to explain his level of arrogance and ignorance and selfishness. His mother reiterated, this is not how he was raised to be. That's it. Hmm. 
Yeah. I mean, that was just what I wrote on my phone. <laughs> you wrote all that. Not all while driving. I just got like the basic premise down while driving. Right. And then developed it once I got home. Are you going to, do you think you're going to be worse or better when you get back? Like when things finally kind of come back in phase four of reopening? I think this is working out pretty well for me, man. Um, yeah. It did. It was, it was, it, you know, with any growth, there's pain. Mm -hmm. um, but if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have got my 50, my tax return. I don't say how much. I, I wouldn't have got my tax return back, my federal tax return back mm -hmm. um, from student loans. And when now I got the bus and I was able to like put some money into making sure it's safe and make sure I have a spare. I'm going to be able to get AAA. I'm fully insured. Um, you know, I got the nonprofit. I was able to have the money to file the 1023. Nice. And, um, you know, I'm going to LLC Helen Riker comedy because Whoa. I've been thinking about doing it anyway, but the bus has to be insured with commercial insurance. Okay. Is it a full bus? It's not like a smaller bus. It's a it's full a length bus. Okay. But it's um, one of those boxy, like, handicap buses. Uh-huh. It's not like a school bus. Okay. And so it's got more headroom and stuff. And it's, like, wider because there's got to be wheelchairs. Okay. So, um, yeah. But it's, it's because of its weight. I mean, there's just weight limits to personal vehicles and insurance for personal vehicles. Because if I'm smashed into a little car like my car... I'm going to do way more damage oh, yeah. and, you know, and stuff like that. So it's, for insurance purposes, I'm going to LLC Helen Riker comedy. And then, uh, the bus will be owned by Helen Riker comedy. Nice. And then, you know, they'll have commercial insurance and in the, but the commercial insurance costs, it's cost me a little more to get started, but it cost me the same amount of month as my car insurance. So, so you think you're going to be, I mean, all of these things happening for you, you think you're in a better spot going back into comedy? Yeah, I feel like I am. That's I huge. Feel, I feel like the things I had in place uh, to get rolling before, uh, as far as producing shows and stuff, um, I feel pretty confident the venues venues will survive. That's really the that's really the that's really the biggest thing because I've already fostered and developed these relationships and worked out arrangements with these vendors mm -hmm. uh, venues. Um, man, I don't want to have to do that all over again. Um, yeah. That was the hardest part because especially for art of comedy because I don't want to have it in a bar or a brewery or a restaurant or I want to, I want to have it in a theater or sure. an art gallery or something. I don't want to say high, more highbrow because that sounds gross, but it's just not like a bar, like a restaurant where they serve French fries. Yeah. It's like the art of comedy and I want it to be a little more classy. Okay. Um, and so, cause it's just, because it is, it is for the nonprofit. It is a, it is a, it's a show to raise money for the nonprofit. It's not a Helen Riker comedy production. That's, right. Because that would be a completely different kind of show. 
So, so how do people donate exactly? Like what happens when somebody makes a donation? Um, it now gets to go into an actual bank account. That's a business bank account for art of comedy. I also got that going during the COVID. Nice. You can do so much stuff online. I you even can got, do anything. Yeah. I even got, cause I'm moving back. And I need an address in Colorado for art of comedy. So I even like set up a whole like mailbox system, notarized Dude. and everything with a chat like this. Uh huh. It was fucking dope. I'm digging that part of, of all this. Nice. Yeah. So how can people donate? They go to the website. It's a dot org. Dot org. Art of comedy dot org. Okay. There's a donate tab. There's also a store. Uh-huh. There's a store now um, with all sorts of shirts and stuff for babies and adults and everybody. And uh, it's got my cute little logo that I got made. Like, this is the first time I've actually spent, like, money producing shows. Like, when I produce yeah. shows, I produce shows in Wichita more out of necessity for stage time to feed the addiction. Uh -huh. um, but, like, I paid someone to make a logo for Art of Comedy. It's like a whole, you know, it's a... There's a real effort, yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I got to keep it more professional, which has made me have to be really worried about what I say online because I don't want to get blocked. Mm. I want to get put in Facebook jail. I was just in jail for seven days. I can't have that. I need. How'd you get into Facebook jail? What does that mean? Because I said most men are hoes. Ah. And they, I, I could see it. I just couldn't comment or do anything. So I just deleted the thing until it was over. Huh. But uh, yeah. Okay. So I gotta, I gotta just not say shit on my personal Facebook about anything well this will be on my personal facebook so you should be yes. okay yes but what are you most grateful for in life or for comedy in general like how do you feel like answering that question what are you the most grateful for comedy comedy yep love comedy i love, love it. comedy it's yeah the, it's the love of my life mm -hmm. and uh what I'd always been looking for. I, um, and that's what I want to give to other people. That's, I know that it helped me and I know it'll help them with this like confidence that has spilled over into every area of my life. I yeah. Mean, it's amazing. So just, I left Wichita in my SUV and lived in it for like six months. Whoa. Because that was the only way I was going to get out of Wichita and I needed to get out of Wichita because I, I needed more. I needed more comedy so i quit my job and i got divorced and i figured out what to do with my kid for the last year of high school and i took off and what i could fit in it at the time was a minivan all uh, for comedy all for comedy man um I w when i do something i do it i went all in wow and now comedy's all i had i mean i still got the kids but you know yeah so now, you know, I did spend the last couple months just really spiraling, just like trying to like find a new footing. Yeah. And I'm like, what do I do now? But my home base would be Wichita because I have somewhere I can park my bus for free. Right. Um, and live out of the bus, right? Live out of the bus. I don't have that here. I don't have anywhere to park my bus for free and live out of the bus. Mm. So um, it would be a lot of moving around. I'd ha I mean, I lived in my SUV. I know how to do it. I just, why do that? 
unless there's comedy here. It's totally worth it to me to have to park my bus in a different place every three days. <laughs> if I can do comedy every night while I'm here. That's the dream. I, yeah. But if I can't do comedy in Denver, I just have no reason to be here right now. Um, so I mean, that's, those are the questions I have. I guess we could wrap up by doing some rapid fire questions too, if you don't mind. Just first thing that comes to mind, whatever your gut says. Uh, are you addicted to anything? Uh, comedy. Do you collect anything? Jokes. Um, what's your pin number? I don't know right now. I'm too high. Okay. Have you ever been in a fight? Yes. Fist fight? Like you punch somebody? Yes. Uh, what's the worst injury you've ever had? Um, what was an infection? I almost got it. Oh, huge. Um, what's your favorite color? Purple. Do you believe in ghosts? Ugh. I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I'm kind of agnostic on the topic. You, have I, you ever seen a ghost? No, but that doesn't mean they don't exist. Ah, that's right. Um, what do you recommend? Going to artofcomedy.org and donating money so that I can send somebody to comedy class. Absolutely, yeah. Please do that if you're listening. Um, who's your best friend? Oh, man. I got a lot of them. Um, my very bestest friend is Dawn. I've known her since 1994. She's Hell yeah. Shout out, Dawn. Um, if you were in a food-eating competition, what food would give you the best advantage to win? Banana pudding. Banana pudding. What's your favorite movie of all time? Jesus. I don't know. Yeah, there's like uh, Strange Brew is one of my favorites. Strange Brew. Strange Brew is a family movie. Uh, last but not least, fill in the blank. My name is Helen Riker and I am. My name is Helen Riker and I am a comedian. Helen Riker, the comedian. And the executive director of Art of Comedy. Hell yeah. Helen, thank you so much for doing this. Uh, <laughs> no, you're all right. You're okay. <laughs> I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye, Helen. Thank you. And there you have it. Uh, there you have it. That was Helen Riker. Again, man, I just, I can't believe that uh, we're doing interviews over Zoom now, you know, like two months ago, I didn't know what my governor's name was, and now I'm like, talking about him on Zoom, uh, the world changes so fast, you know, if you blink, you're gonna miss it, all that stuff, wow, uh, anyways, huge shout out to Helen, thank you so much, thanks for sharing all of that, um, and talking about all those things, uh, I know you didn't write Harry Potter, uh, I thought it would be funny, and you know what? It wasn't, and that's why we do what we do. We want to see if something works, and that one did not. Um, and and yeah, I guess the audio quality will get a little bit better. Uh, we're all working with the things that we have in front of us. Um, so you know what? If you don't like Zoom quality, you don't like uh, podcasts, you just don't like any podcast, that's how they're all being done now. It's not the worst thing in the world. Uh, there are a lot of things actually worse in the world right now than audio quality. I don't want to get into that. All that stuff has been going on. 
Um, but anyways, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening all the way to the end. I really appreciate that. The people that make it to the end are, I guess, the diehards or the people that fell asleep or somewhere in the middle. Um, and either way, I'm very grateful, so thank you. Uh, we'll be coming back with a couple of interviews, one that I'm incredibly excited about, and not a comedian, actually, a musician. Um, and I will share more about that the closer that we get to it. I'm very excited for the upcoming interviews that we have. So, I mean, stay tuned. Stay tuned if you want to hear what somebody's doing with damn two months off, you know? Two months off. You're like, shouldn't you have uploaded more? Probably. But you didn't want to hear me be all sobby. So, now that we got some good energy flowing, I'm making the best of it. Again, thank you for listening to the end. I'm going to get going and start working on other things. But I'll see you in the next interview. Your connection sucks.